You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. I want to welcome all of those who are joining us on podcast and all the other media sources that we are now on. We're thrilled. We're thrilled that you are growing in the Lord and adding to your faith by joining us. The Bible tells us to wash our minds with the Word, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So the more Word you can put in, the more you can be washed and transformed. But all of us, all of you that are joining us on our podcast and on our social media avenues, we always want to make sure, we always want to make sure that we are adding to what you're getting from your local church and your local pastor. Not replacing that. We're not replacing your church. We're adding to that. And I want to make sure that folks watching us today, you never say, I went to church on TV today. I went to church on my laptop today because you didn't go to church. Now, you heard a church and you fed yourself in the Word, but you did not go to church by sitting and watching a church uh, uh, on whatever avenue that you're watching it. Tuning in to us is feeding you, it's growing you, and that's a good thing, but it is not going to church. Those across the country, we've got folks in foreign countries. It's amazing the tens of thousands of people that are joining us right now on live stream. We want to address to you, and I want to make sure that you know, find yourself a local church. Find yourself a pastor who will preach a non-compromising word, who's not more concerned with numbers coming to the church and not more concerned with the size of his offering, but it's concerned with preaching the never-changing word of God. You find yourself a church and you get involved in that church. Become a functioning, giving, serving member of the body of Christ. And always tune in to us and continue to grow. We want you tuning in and continue to grow in your faith. But you know, according to God's word, being a member of a church is not an option. You are a functioning member. You connect with the church and that's where you are. I want to get started today in the word. As we open the Bible, I want to start with Psalm, uh, Proverbs 23, 7. The King James Version says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I'm sure everybody in here today is familiar with Proverbs 23. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The title of today's message is, As You Think. As You Think. Proverbs is very clear on the vital importance of what we think. In fact is, the entire Bible is very clear about the vital importance of what we think. Here's the point of our message today. We think ourselves into an emotion. Now this is maybe going to go against the grain of a lot of contemporary thinking. Because today we are led by emotions, we make decisions on emotions, and we believe that emotions are just spontaneous and I can't do anything about them. Here's what I want you to know. Emotions are not spontaneous outside of what you think. You think yourself into an emotion. Emotion isn't self-generated. An emotion is generated by a thought. Fear is an emotion, and that is a result of your thinking. You start thinking about something scary, you start putting scary thoughts in, and the emotion of fear is produced. Laughter is an emotion, it's a result of your thinking, and you start thinking something, you don't just all of a sudden break into a laughter. Laughter is a response, it is an emotion, depending on what you've been thinking about. Happy, sad, 
Contrary to popular belief, love is not falling into. You're not walking along one day and you fell into love. Well, I just fell into love. No, you didn't just fall into love. You can just fall in a hole. You can just fall off of a ladder. You can fall off of the roof of your house, but you can't fall into love. Neither can you fall out of love. Love is an emotion, and it is a result of what you've been thinking. You don't fall into or you don't fall out of an emotion. You think yourself into an emotion. The emotion that you're feeling right now is a result of your thinking. Well, Tim, just to be honest with you, I don't really have any emotion right now. Clearly, your brain's in neutral. You didn't think about nothing. We turned the lights down in here, and we put a very scary part up of a movie up on this screen, uh, screen, and you'll start experiencing the emotion of fear. We can produce that. You'll start getting sweaty palms. You'll get a lump in your throat. Your heart rate will accelerate. You, we, we put a hysterical comedian up here on this screen, and you will start into experiencing an emotion. Happy, sad, mad, scared, looking forward to, or dreading something. It's all a result of your thinking. Right now, I don't have any emotion. My mind's in neutral. I just get a phone call, and it's the dentist office telling me to come in. They're going to give me four shots in the gum and a root canal. I immediately have an emotion. Right now, I have an emotion. See, an emotion is a result of what you're thinking. My wife, Terry, our senior year of high school, she saw me. Long, long hair, ponytail, hunk of a man that I've always been. She began to think about me. She found out my class schedule. She began to show up at the class that I was walking to, just happened to be leaning against the door. She found my locker number. She was there leaning up against my locker when I'd show up there. It's produced. She just produced the emotion of head over heels in love. Way over 40 years later, just looking at me with those eyes. I mean, I worry sometimes about her drooling on herself when she looks at me. Let me just tell you something. You think about your husband's good qualities, and you're going to like him. You start thinking about his bad qualities, mm, you think a whole lot about his bad qualities, and you're looking for the gun. I mean, you think yourself into an emotion. You started dating this guy. All of your friends said he's a jerk. Get away from him. Your parents said, you got to run. This guy is a bonehead. But you were in love. What were you thinking about the one good quality he had? Not the million of horrible qualities that he's got. You were thinking about his good qualities. And nobody could tell you anything different because all you could think about was his good qualities. Everybody was trying to get you to get away from this jerk. But you were consumed with his good qualities. At some point in there, something he did or said, and then you saw a bad quality. Then you saw another bad quality. Then you saw another bad quality. And the emotion from love, over just a short period of time, turned to the emotion of, in fact, hate to this guy. See, what we think about others shapes our emotions. Here's a simple question. What do you want to feel about your husband or your wife? What emotion do you want to have about for you kids in home? What emotion do you want to have about your mom or your dad? 
What emotion do you want to have? Well, you think about the good qualities of your mom and you'll love your mom. You start thinking about the bad qualities of her and you start thinking about what you can put in her tea and does that antifreeze really work that you see on forensic files? And I'm like, really? What you do, you produce an emotion inside yourself as a result of what you're thinking on. You think about the bad qualities in somebody and you can get yourself into a very negative emotion. What do you want to feel about the city that we live in? Here we live in Hot Springs, Arkansas. What do you want to feel about this city? Well, Hot Springs, we got a relatively low murder rate. It's not gang controlled. There are four distinct seasons here. None of them are very long. It's small. It's easy to get around. About everything that we need is right here. I love living in hot springs. I absolutely love living in hot springs. Hot springs. There's nothing to do here. Streets roll up at dark. There are no job opportunities. This is a podunk town. Fact is, everybody that lives in hot springs is a bigot. Bunch of redneck bigots. That's all that live here. I hate hot springs. I can't wait till I can get out of this God-forsaken city. The title of today's message is, As You Think. The title of today's message is, As You Think. Your thinking is shaping your emotions. And your emotions produce the life that you live. Some live a life full of anger. Maybe it started out when you were a young child and you were physically abused, you were mentally abused, and you grew up being mad. You grew up being angry, and you were, you, you were pushing and fighting, and, and you grew up that way, and, and 35, 40 years later, you're still mad, and you live mad. You live with the emotion of anger. Maybe you grew up and you live with the emotion of depression. You live with the emotion of hate. You live with the emotion, you're full of loneliness, and you live consumed with the emotion of loneliness. Maybe you live a pretty happy life, a life full of joy, a life full of happiness, a life full of laughter, a life full of blessings. Today, I'm asking, where are you? Where are you today in your life? Happy, living a great life, or today, are you sad? Are you depressed? Are you frustrated? Are you irritated? What emotion describes the day that you're having? Here's what I want you to know today. Where you are emotionally is a result of what you've been thinking. Where you are right now, where you are this last week, where you are this last month is a result of what you've been thinking. If you want to read negative, depressing, anger-producing stuff on Facebook, Instagram, Parler, that's up to you. I want to ask you for just a minute to stop forwarding that junk. Enjoy being mad. Enjoy being jerked up. But don't forward that. You know, you don't have any idea if that's true or not. Right now, this stuff is going crazy. You don't know where the source of that came from. I want to ask our church to care more about your integrity than forwarding anything that you don't know anything about. Care more about your integrity. 
When, when you're a never-ending stream of forwarding these posts, these, I don't know, so-called prophecies. You know, I've read the Old Testament. When prophets missed it, it wasn't a good thing. It wasn't a good thing at all. And all of this so-called stuff that God said and God told me, messages and announcements. And how does that make you look when not any of that comes about? See, you need to be concerned about your own integrity. Your integrity is on the line. Your life is on display every time you forward something. When something comes from me, I want you to be able to write it down in ink. When I say something's going to happen... Better you can catch you a seat and you can watch that happen. So I want to be known as a person of integrity. 2 Corinthians 10, 5 tells us to take every thought, not some, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You can help your friends take every thought captive by stop forwarding things that produce fear. Stop forwarding things that produce anger or frustration or worry. Do you realize that you could be an instrument in keeping people mad? You could be an instrument in keeping people jerked up. You could be an instrument in keeping people uh, wallowing in bed at night and they can't sleep. Ask yourself before you forward or you post anything, ask yourself, Will this produce the fruits of the Spirit in people's lives? When I forward this, will it produce peace and joy and love and patience and gentleness and self-control? When all my friends read this, ask yourself, am I an instrument of the Holy Spirit producing His fruits in people's life? Church, I'm telling you right now, I've made a personal decision. I'm inviting you to go with me. I'm not going to live mad, I'm not going to live frustrated, and I'm not going to live my life jerked up. I'm not going to do it. We only have a short time to be here. In all eternity, you just got a short time and you just got one time. I don't believe, the Bible's clear, I don't see any way that you can read the Bible and believe that you're going to come back and have another shot as a horse or a camel or an animal or something. You're going to have one shot. You got one shot at this. You got one shot at this, and I've decided my one shot's going to be living in joy and peace and happiness, and I'm going to enjoy my day. I voted for who I thought was best to lead us in a biblical direction. He didn't get in. So, just the same as if he did get in, I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to do each day what he has called me to do. The person in that office does not, will not, and will never control my joy for living life. Not ever. Whoever is in or whoever's not in is not going to determine my joy and my peace and my love for life. Your thoughts, 100%, determine the emotion that you live in. Here's some thoughts for you. God loves me so much that he sent his only son to die for me. Jesus paid the price and the penalty for my sin that I owed. Now, some of you may be indifferent about that thought. I happen to be very grateful. I happen to be very grateful that Jesus paid the penalty for my sin. Jesus set me free from slavery and bondage to sin's control. I'm free and I'm blessed abundant, and that's what I choose to think today. It's very simple. All you that live on social media, you'll never live 
with the emotion that you want when you continue to take in thoughts that keep you jerked up. Now, we have a various crowd in here. For those slow learners, let me say that again. You'll never live with the emotion that you want when you continue to take in thoughts that keep you jerked up. For those extremely slow learners, I'm going to say this slower. You will never live with the emotion that we all want when you continue to take in thoughts that jerk you up. I'm going to live happy because I decided to. I'm going to live in peace. I'm going to live full of joy. I'm going to look forward to this next week. I'm going to look forward to what's ahead for me. I'm going to look forward to where I'm going. I'm going to live enjoying my life. I'm going to live enjoying my wife. And I'm going to live enjoying my work. I'm going to live my life in peace. My mind is stayed on him. And he wins. And he wins every time. The message today is, as you think, so is your life. As you think, so is your life. I want to talk just for a minute, and we, we're talking in broad terms. As you think, so is your life. I want to talk just for a minute, very specifically, about how you think about you. I don't have time to re-preach our last Wednesday night's message. Go back and hear that podcast, catch up on where we left off. But when Jesus was asked, what's the most important commandment? You all know what he said. Number one, love the Lord your God, all your heart, soul, and mind. Number two, love your neighbor. Now, what was the measuring device? What was the measuring tool that he used in how we're to love our neighbor? This is very interesting. This is very interesting and very thought-provoking. Love your neighbor, how? as yourself. Now, clearly, we're not talking about pride. We're not talking about going around patting yourself on the back all the time. But if you don't have a healthy love for yourself, you'll never be able to handle the second commandment. Today, we're talking about the fact that our life is as we think. I want to talk just for a minute here specifically on what do you think about you? What do you think about yourself shapes your emotion about yourself. Now, we got to get this in our thinking. we got to get this straight. And once again, go back and hear Wednesday night's message. But a huge problem that many are living in life, and they're not happy, they're not joyful, they're not experiencing a blessed life, a huge problem stems from what they think about themselves what they think about themselves. See, Jesus expected. Jesus took for granted. He just took for granted that you loved yourself. And that's how he told us to love our neighbor. Too many have a wrong self-image. They think wrong about themselves to begin with. We've all heard this story. A man found an eagle's egg and he put it in the nest of a barnyard hen. The eagle had hatched with a brood of chickens and grew up with them all. All his life, the eagle did what the barnyard chicks did, thinking he was a barnyard chicken. He scratched in the earth for worms and insects. He clucked and cackled. He would 
thrash his wings and fly just a few feet into the air only to come straight back down. Years passed and the eagle grew very old. One day he saw a magnificent bird above him in the cloudless sky. It glided in graceful majesty among the powerful wind currents. The eagle looked up in awe. Who is that? He asked. Oh, that's the eagle, the king of the birds, said the other chickens. He belongs to the sky and we belong to the earth because we are chickens. So the eagle lived and died a chicken for that's what he thought he was. See, according to Proverbs, what you think you are is how you will live your life. When Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself, wow, we read over that way too quick. Yeah, yeah, that is about loving your neighbor, but the key to being able to do that is how do you think about yourself? Today we're talking about as you think, so I'm asking you, how do you think about yourself? Now, this is a very vital question. God created you an eagle. Do you see yourself as a chicken? Now, if you don't get along with yourself, you won't be able to get along with anybody else. And this creates a real problem in life for many, many people because it affects every relationship you have with every other person and it affects the relationship that you have with God. We talked about this Wednesday night But if you live in guilt, you live in guilt over mistakes you made. You live in guilt over a divorce or over something that you went through. You live in guilt about your past. It'll affect the way you raise your children. Oh, I can't put any more on them. Oh, I can't be, I can't hurt them. I can't disappoint them. And so you let your children grow up completely untaught and undisciplined because you handled them out of your own guilt. Insecurity. It'll affect every conversation that you're in. It doesn't matter who is saying what to you. You are reading that through your insecurity. Oh, I know what they really meant, what they're trying to say right now. Oh, what they're saying to me about... And you read everything in the conversation totally wrong because of the unbelievable amount of insecurity that you live with. Unworthiness. It'll affect your job performance. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I'm not good enough to do that. Oh, I could never get that. Oh, I could never learn that. Unworthiness will get you. Bitterness will affect every relationship that you have. Being defensive, it'll affect every relationship that you have. Insecurity, inferiority, all these emotions affect your other relationships. When you look in the mirror and you hate your ears and your nose and your eyes and your shape and your size, this will affect you and it affects the relationship that you have with God because you don't believe that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. You don't believe that God formed you in the womb. Before you were even born, he formed you and planned a plan and a purpose for you. But see, if you don't understand that and see that and recognize that about yourself, it'll affect every area of your life. We've got to understand this is a thing we've got to get a hold of as you think about yourself. Hey, we need you to volunteer to help us in church. Oh, I could say I can't do it. Oh, well, you just don't. Oh, I could never learn that. But see, before we even get into the conversation, your way of thinking about yourself keeps you from doing what God has called you to do. This is a key. And the reason people that have such a hard time in life is they can't get along with themselves. 
They don't like themselves, and they don't believe in themselves. And this affects every relationship that they have. You know, some people have never said, I like myself. I like my gifts. I like my personality. I like my looks. I am happy with who God made. Well, Tim, I can just tell you right now, I'm not ever going to say that. That's weird. If you don't like yourself in a healthy way, others aren't going to like you either. Are you hearing what I'm trying to say today? Because you project what you believe. And if you believe you are ugly, you're going to project that ugliness and you will, in fact, be ugly. If you see yourself as fearfully and wonderfully made and God made me and I am going to be a blessing today in the areas that you're not real strong in, just get a little more paint in that area. I mean, do what you got to do. If your body size is a certain size, buy clothes that don't accentuate that weak area. For crying out loud. I want to say that don't fit. See, if you feel bad about yourself, you will project that in the way you dress, in the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you, and the way you treat other people. Jesus took for granted that you liked yourself because that's his measurement that he used. Clearly, you've got some weaknesses, we all do, but you can't live your life against yourself. To do what Jesus commanded, and that is to love our neighbor you're going to have to control your thinking about yourself. As a young girl, you might have pegged Gillian as a student with ADHD. She had a difficult time sitting still and was hopeless at school. She so consistently distracted her classmates that two of her teachers suggested to her mom that Gillian might have some learning disabilities or some major disorders. So her mother took her to see a doctor for a diagnosis. And after careful conversation and examination, the doctor had an idea. He took Gillian to an empty room and he told her to wait there while he spoke to her mother. When he left, he turned on the radio. At that point... Both her mom and the doctor watched her through a window. Gillian immediately began to dance and dance and dance and dance and dance. She did. After some time, the doctor turned to her mother and said, your daughter isn't sick. She's a dancer. Gillian Lynn went on to attend the Royal Ballet later became one of the most successful dancers and choreographers of our day. She choreographed Phantom of the Opera, Cats, Aspects of Love, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, among countless others. She's directed television shows. She's danced in ballets and musicals, produced shows all over the world. It took someone who saw what others could not see. So we project what we think. We project what we think. Your thinking about yourself is vitally essential. And your thinking about others is vitally essential. When I read that Jesus came to bring life and to bring life more abundant, I clearly understand that's for me. 
I, when I read that he died on the cross, I don't think that was for somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. I think he died on that cross for me. When it says he paid the penalty for sin, I don't think, well, that's good for so-and-so. Oh, that's good for somebody else. I think that he did that for me. And I'm going to live experiencing what God has for me in my life. When I read that he came to bring life and life more abundant, I plan on experiencing that each and every day of my life. I'm going to live that. And who is president or who's not president does not alter my thinking about the fact that he came to bring me life and to bring me life more abundant. Here's what I'm telling you. The worry over COVID is not going to control me. The worry over the flu is not going to control me. And the worry over a car wreck is not going to keep me home. I'm not going to demand that the schools be closed for six months because I might die of a car wreck on my way to school today. Here's what I'm telling you. I'm going to live life and life more abundant because that's what Jesus came to bring. For you to do that, you're going to have to control your thinking. You're going to have to control your thinking. If your friends continue to forward stuff that keeps you jerked up, you're going to have to unfriend them. Disconnect that access into you. What has access into you that is keeping your life jerked up, wringing your hands, living life in a knot? What's going to happen? What are we going to happen? What's going to become of us? If you, whatever has access into you that is keeping you living a life that's not the life that God has for you, you got to be defriended. You got to disconnect. You got to unplug from that because He came that you might have life and have it more abundant. Corinthians, Galatians, so many places we could turn to that talk about the works of the flesh. Worry, anger, malicious behavior, the works of the flesh. There's a lot of places that the Bible talks about the works of the flesh. And there are a lot of places that tell us to put that stuff off and put on the things of the Spirit. That's what we're called to do. That's the life that we're called to live. The Bible says, as you think, so you are. Church, I can't overstate the importance of controlling your thinking. See yourself like God sees you. See others like God sees others. And you see the life that we have to live like God sees our life. I don't want to know what your friends on Facebook think is going to happen. I want to know what does God say about my life. What does the Word of God say about my life? And that's what I plan on living in. What emotion do you want this week? What emotion do you want? Worry? Fear? Anxious? Unrest? What emotion do you desire? Peace? Joy? Love? Patience? I want to remind you, in Genesis, God created us with a choice. God created us with a choice. And he wired us in such a way that you get to choose. You get to choose. As we often say around here, and I continue to say, when the police stops you for speeding, don't say, I wasn't doing that. My right foot just kept pushing on that pedal. And I talk to young people all the time that act like they have no control over their emotion that they're living in right now. 
They act like the emotion, is, well, my right foot, it just kept pushing on that pedal. You're not going to get a very good response from the police, nor are you going to get a very good response from me when you tell me about this bad emotion that you're having. Stop pushing on the pedal. What emotion do you want to have this next week? Worry? Then keep thinking thoughts of worry. You want your fear just to grow and mature? I really want to develop a strong sense of fear? Then keep feeding. The second you've got a minute, get on your Facebook and read everything that will produce fear. Because you're really trying to grow your fear. I want to take my anxiousness to a whole new level. I want to take my dread for these next few years. I want to just mature that and take it to a whole new level. Come on, what are you trying to grow in your life? What emotion do you want to experience? Here's what I'm going to live in. Peace, joy, love, patience. That's the emotion that I choose to live in. Well, God's left that completely and totally up to you. He created you and he wired you for your emotion to be a result of what you're thinking. And you have complete control of your thoughts. You have a complete control of your thoughts. Decide purpose in your heart to live a spirit-filled life. I'm going to live spirit-filled. I purpose in my heart. I make a decision today. I'm going to live a spirit-filled life. Here's what I want to tell you. As you think in your heart, so you are. Y'all stand. Lord, today, thank you. Thank you for creating us not victims in this world. Thank you for creating us and wiring us in such a way that we are not just a football kicked by every emotional whim that comes by. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the choice in life. And today, we choose to walk in the fruits of the Spirit. We choose to live a Spirit-filled, Spirit-led life. I choose to be directed by your Spirit. I choose to think after the things of the Spirit. I turn off the things of the flesh. I turn off the works of the flesh. And I turn on the things of your Spirit. This week, I'll live in peace. I'll live in joy. I'll live in abundance. I'll live in blessings. I will experience all that you came to bring me in life. This week, I honor and I worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. God bless y'all. Have a great week. You've been listening to the CMC podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.